Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one funeral dirge at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 86, which starts with um, Theodore is still on his um, leader leader because he's dead. Um, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> Not spoilers. He's been dead for a while. They are dead. Um, he's, he's being passed on to the women before he is uh, put in the tomb. And it ends with, um, not Theodrid, Theoden saying, um, now it shall cover the grave of my, and we don't get the resolution of that line till tomorrow. Although, uh, we could probably guess. His, I don't know. His pet dog. Oh. His favorite horse. No. How rude. So, all right. Eowyn's song. Oh, I, I had a note for the, the passing of the, the passing of the oh, woman okay. thing, actually. Uh, Philip and Fran uh, talk about how that part of this funeral was inspired uh, was inspired by uh, like uh, Maori funeral traditions. Hmm. The the passing of the body from the the men to the women as it's entombed. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it like a reverse birth thing? I don't know. Maybe they don't like talk about why. They just yeah. talk about like this is a thing that uh, Maori that the I, Maori people do. I I'm inclined to believe that. It is symbolic of like a reverse birth because, especially when he's entombed, um, you are, you, you know, you're brought into this world by a, a woman, and to be entombed in like a an earth womb sort of mm. makes sense to be like passed into the next life by also by a woman, a woman. Yeah, that makes sense. The it's the whole cyclical thing again. Yeah. So that that makes sense to me. So Eowyn's funeral dirge. Eowyn's funeral dirge is really sad, you guys. It's very haunting. I like Miranda Otto's singing voice is like gorgeous. Mm. Um, it's the way that she is singing is so haunting, and it you can like feel the grief. Like the grief is palpable mm. in the way that she's delivering this song. Yeah, and they decided to go with uh, with old English for this song and for some of the other there's a couple of other lines in Rohan or dealing with the Rohirrim that are in old English as well uh some of what Aragorn says to the horse uh a little ways from here is in old English oh to calm him down Mm -hmm. before it gets subtitled in the movie what he initially says to that horse is old English I thought he speaks to the horse in Elvish he does after his initial statement to it oh okay and that's when the subtitles kick in Mm mm-hmm Oh. So Old English is kind of a stand-in for uh, Rohiric. That makes sense. Giving it more, continuing to kind of give it that old English, old Celtic kind of vibe. Right, and tying it directly back to Beowulf. Right, and then tying it directly back to Beowulf. Yeah. Uh, And the Old English lyrics were written by David Salo, their on-site linguist. Mm. Nice. Um, I have never before looked up what these lyrics mean are like translated and i have now and i'm really sad um so right like why is she singing this at the funeral this is just this is a downer this isn't like a celebration of 
Um, of Thandred. That's not what the funeral's for. That's what the wake is for. Mm. The wake is like, the funeral is getting all the downer out. And then the wake is like, let's celebrate this life. Mm. You know? And I don't know if that um, distinction happens in Rohan's culture. But they do have like, they are like feasting later. That's true. So. On tables that suddenly appear in the Great Hall. Right. In English, her song is, An evil death has sent forth the noble warrior. A song shall sing the sorrowing minstrels of Meduseld. That noble cousin who always held me dear now is held in darkness, enclosed. Mm. And I like that we get the sound effect of the, the stone sliding shut over the last word, which is, like, enclosed. It's... Yeah. um very haunting and it kind of like even though we she doesn't sing it in um modern english it gets the the point across like yeah. this is the like the finality of the situation it's a good sound effect yeah it's i think it's a little too loud but mm. it's very effective yeah and then we uh and then there's like a jump cut to fed and holding one of the simbaluna flowers mm apparently the the vocal coach was very very strict with him on how he said that word ah. and uh philippa like and fran and peter right like philippa and fran <laughs> and peter also all say that they thought that that word that the name of this flower was symbol moon mm-hmm. but the uh the linguists were very very keen to point out that it's it's symbol moon okay so like the the ooh is not a hard ooh yeah, sound muna. it's uh, symbol muna. okay that's difficult to yeah. say. Yeah. It is a little. And all those flowers were like cut out from silk, except for a few around except for the one that they had in this holding, and a few on the ground were real flowers that they sourced to kinda like get the look that they wanted. Uh-huh. And then they ordered a bunch of like paper flowers and silk flowers and cut them to shape. What um kind of flower is it? Do you they know? They don't say. But they say they that they were it was hard for them to find enough different, distinct-looking white flowers for all the different white flowers in these movies. Because mm. they didn't reuse them. Like, right. Like the white flowers like in Lorien. and Lorien and here. Yeah. Okay. So the greens department was just like, we need to find different, distinct white flowers that people aren't immediately going to go, what are you talking about? That's a daisy. <laughs> that is... Yeah. I wonder if it's a flower that's native to New Zealand. No, they source. They say they sourced them from China. Oh, okay, cool. But we just don't. But know they don't what name what it is. Flower it is. They don't call. It, they don't tell you what kind of flower it is. The is symbol moon. Is that like the the magician's um, toolbox? Like you, you don't right, tell you the, how you do the trick. You right. Just don't don't watch reveal the, the secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flower magicians. And then they like ordered all these silk flowers and cut them to the same shape as the ones that they they wanted to use. Mm. So someone's job was to trim silk flowers. That sounds a lot less painstaking than individually hand-painting trees. Or, like, leaves or tying leaves to things. Right. Like, cutting silk flowers. I mean, silk flowers are kind of annoying to work with anyway, because, like, unless they're, like, really high quality, they, like, run all over the place if you tear them. Yeah. So, either you're using really sharp scissors or <laughs> probably all of the So they just, they just stuck all these silk flowers in the ground on these mounds. These mounds were the were the leftovers from uh, bulldozing the area to make the road. 
then they just mounted up the all the extra dirt from bulldozing the area to make these funeral mounts. Okay. So, using their waste from building the road. Um, I'm going to apologize in advance, but I promised a, a listener that I would make a terrible joke. Um, so, what happened to all the bears? All the bears? Yeah, there's four of them. There's the graves of his four bears. <laughs> okay, that is terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> what happened to his bears, man? <laughs> of his four bears. Uh, something John Howe... Uh, <laughs> I love that you're just like, not even, you're just like, whatever. Moving something on. Something <laughs> John Howe points out about these, uh, these burial mounds is <sighs> the idea that these mounds were here before Rohan was independent. Like, this is... And were before Gondor took control of this area in the past. Like, these are the burial mounds of the ancient, ancient lords of this land. Kind of like the Barrow Downs. Yeah, and they have just always been entombing people around this hill that eventually became the seat of power for Rohan. Mm. Because this is right underneath Edoras. Right. This is just out the back door. That makes sense. I mean, you see the same thing in Gondor. Like, their tomb for their kings is right off the the palace. Right. It's right there. Well, that lends a, a sense of authenticity to the this on-screen culture in the sense in the way that um the the Gondorian ruins did at the end of the first movie. Mm. Like we have a sense of of history and right and you can see culture. like and you can see just like the barest hint of where some mounds used to be but over time they're eroded. Right. Because a big way of of marking a culture is like their burial rites mm. and um their i don't know it's it's really important because like death is a thing that happens across all life i mean that's what goes without saying but like the way different people deal with death and what they do to the remains is important to like it's one of the central tenets of like a culture yeah Though you tend not to think about it in that way because death is thinking about death is like, you know, macabre. Yeah. And I guess some of the some of the lines of Eowyn's song are also kind of inspired by Beowulf. They kind of mentioned in the commentary as well. That makes sense. Considering it's written in Old English. Right. I think it was a good choice. Old English was definitely a good choice to use for some of the Rohirrim stuff. Especially because like they're on this like green um, right, it looks like England. pasture and you know, the wind is, like, whipping everyone's cloaks, and there's just one voice that's singing it. It's... Yeah. It gives me, like, goosebumps in, like, the best possible way. Like, And the way she's kind of, like, holding her, her right. shawl. Because her she shawl. needs to finish the, the song. Yeah. Um, And you notice that there's a few women who are also singing along with her in the background. Mm. Um, or, like, at least mouthing the line. So this is probably a really old song that they tweak a little bit to um, fit the situation. Mm. Like, instead of cousin, um, they probably... It could be king. Right. Or, um, you know, father, brother. Yeah. So they probably... It's, it's probably like an ancient mourning song mm. that the, the noble like women sing... To make sure that the 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 warrior is able to like find his way to the afterlife right. or like yeah. rest peacefully. Yeah, that makes sense. 
And I like I like the detail that a few of the other women in the background are mouthing the words along with her. Mm. Um, because it builds a sense of community uh, in... That we kind of otherwise don't really see. Right. Like, women... Like, women being together. Mm. Um, which is also important. And Eowyn hasn't really had... A, like, because... Like, Eowyn doesn't interact with any of the other... Right. Every Eowyn scene so far has been sad. She's been, like, crying yeah. or on the verge of crying. And I like the... I like the fact that, you know, she is surrounded by mourning women who might... Who aren't at the same, like, social station as her, but, like, death is the great equalizer, right? Mm. So, like, the fact that she has this community of women to kind of support her while she is entrusted with this song... Yeah. Um, ...is really powerful to me mm. and it it just deepens this sense of like culture um history and like community that is unique to rohan yeah like the the and rohan feels the most real to me yeah i i think out of the 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 civilizations that we've encountered so far i would agree with that and it also like because Theoden is so passionate about his people. Yeah. Like, yes, he's their king, but he also... And they're not on the same, like, social level as him, but he feels responsible, like, almost like a parental duty to, like, protect his people yeah. that we've talked about He's a uh, He's a dutiful... Uh, what, what, you, what was the word? Like, uh, like, he's a dutiful patrician? Yeah. Yeah. He's a... He's... I don't know. He's a good dude. Yeah, and a it's good guy. this this sense of like community in death really helps kind of show that. Yeah, it it lends credence to the fact that he does care about his people and he sees them as people instead of bodies mm. or just like mouths or like right. peasants. You know. Yeah, for sure. I have always liked the shot of. Theoden holding the flower and then letting it drift to the ground. Mm. I've always liked that moment in this scene. Uh, and really, tomorrow, uh, Bernard Hill in this scene just, like, is incredible. Mm -hmm. This is, in a lot of ways, like, this is his most powerful character work as Theoden. Is this, is this scene, which because, starts today. Because he's so vulnerable. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to save it for tomorrow, but there's a, one of his lines was his insistence to use in this, this scene. Okay. But uh, there's a story behind it that he tells in the commentary that is, that's pretty cool. Okay. I'm, I'm very sad that this, this, this gets cut in half. This, this, well, yeah, this gets cut in half, but like this scene is just not in the theatrical Mostly because I feel like Eowyn doesn't have enough screen time. Yeah. And I... But I, I understand why when you have so many scenes of, like, Eowyn being sad and your movie's getting kind of long. Yeah. And this, like, the procession down the hill and through the song is kind of a long scene. Yeah. I, I really do understand why you would cut this. Right. I understand completely why it was cut. But it, it's, but it, it shouldn't have been. Because it, it's... It's important to establishing this... this make-believe culture and it's important to establishing 
um, I think you could have afforded stakes. Right. I think you could have afforded two more minutes to keep this in the movie. I mean, two more minutes here and there adds up. Right. Clearly. Yes. <laughs> but I like just the theatrical runtime. You could you could have left in this for a couple more minutes. Like this is I this this moment th- this scene is powerful. It's important. It it really cements what Theoden's like. It makes the scene that stayed in, like the post-funeral scene, like it makes it more powerful to see this first. Mm-hmm. Though, like, I yeah, it's cut for the sake of time. This and was... unfortunately, that's always how it goes, right? Like character, character, quiet character things are always the first one to get, well, first scenes to get cut. Right. In a movie of this scope, especially like a war movie. Yeah. But like, we need to see. You got to see the cost of war. Yeah, you got to see, um, like. The, the stakes and, and, like, the reality of death and what war does to people before we get, like, the glory of battle. Right, exactly. It's really important for the, the context of the, the situation and the, the human side of it. Otherwise, it's, yeah. it really is just, like, action set pieces right. separated from emotional weight. And we get some of that in the Dead Marshes, but we're so far removed from the the... The, the Battle of the Prologue. Yeah, yeah. Like, thousands of years ago, whereas this happened, like, a few days ago. Right. And it's impacting characters that, yeah, we just kind of met, but, like, we can tell that they're important, so... Right? Bernard Hill just chews up the scenery. Mm-hmm. So does Miranda Autumn. Mm-hmm. Like, her performance is so strong. This this song is so heart-wrenching. This... this it's delivered so beautifully the way that she sang it. Yeah. Old English is actually quite pretty. It is. And I I like that they went with Old English for um, Rohirric as a stand-in. Mm. Because, again, it gives, like, a sense of real-world weight. Yeah. To to this, like, made-up horse culture. Yeah. I think without this, without this funeral procession, I think... Uh, Theoden's breakdown kind of loses some gravitas. Mm. Like, this makes that moment stronger. I mean, that scene is powerful as it is. Yeah. But I think building upon this, the the funeral first, mm. makes it more real and immediate. Yeah. We'll talk more about Theoden's breakdown tomorrow. Yes. The mo- my, uh, my sum total of my notes for this minute is essentially uh, someone had to trim those flowers and the song is English. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it, it, not a lot is really happening, but like a lot is happening. So they did have to rebuild, uh, and resize Theoden's, uh, leader to get it to oh, fit Thaedrid. into the, Theodred's leader to get it to fit in the tomb. Oh. It was too big, the first one they built. <laughs> so they had to make it smaller. Legit. Less shields. <laughs> More well, spears. Skinnier shields. <laughs> it was too wide initially. Ah. It's like, oh no, this doesn't fit in the uh, oh the spooky the, tomb. The women can't walk in here beside it. Uh. <laughs> that would have been sad, but yeah, I don't know. Sorry for starting the week on such a downer, you guys. But death is is one of those things that is pervasive throughout this movie. Yeah. So it's important to talk about it. Though, I don't know. I'm glad I got to slip in the the dumb joke. His four bears. <laughs> His four bears. What happened to them? Um, <laughs> so we're from the website duelinggenre.com. 
Check us out there as well as uh, our Patreon, uh, which you can access uh, on duelinggenre.com support. And as always, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. Hope everyone has a good Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about the stats. Bye! Bye.